This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. All right, it's Friday morning, 9 a.m. on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. This is Chamber Chatter, a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders, which has been generously underwritten by Maptoon's Long Island Chamber Maps. My name is Mark Snyder, and my business leaders with me today via Zoom technology are Mary Joy Pipe. She is the president of the Port Jefferson Chamber of Commerce, Linda Eklund, president of the Shelter Island Chamber of Commerce, and Holly Byrne, executive director of the Greater Port Washington. Business Improvement District, or commonly known as a BID. So Mary Joy, Linda, and Holly, I'm excited to have you on the program today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. The group I have assembled today, um, it's an exciting lineup of uh, Long Island business leaders. And now for starters, several times a year, my wife and I love to get away from our home in Massapequa and head to Shelter Island. So after numerous attempts, Linda Eklund, I am thrilled to have you joining us. Yeah, thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. I might also add that you are the owner of the Rams Head Inn, which I was not aware of until recently, but that is our go-to spot on Shelter Island. We love it there. And so there's a shameless plug for the Rams Head Inn. <laughs> Additionally, two of our most, um, what's a good word, alluring uh, downtowns on Long Island are with us today, Port Washington and Port Jefferson. And I have both of you here with me today to prove that you are indeed two very distinct communities. And also to apologize to you both, because I have at uh, times in my life told people to take the ferry to Bridgeport, Connecticut out of Port Washington, wrong, and to catch the train to City Field to see my beloved Mets play out of the Port Jefferson train station. Very wrong. So for accuracy's sake, you catch the ferry to Bridgeport, Connecticut in Port Jefferson, and you take the train to City Field from Port Washington. That's a short 20 minute ride from there. So if I can get confused, and I'm a quasi expert on the towns of Long Island, I can only imagine there are many others who are equally confused, but either way, both beautiful villages. Um, I want to start with the Port Washington Business Improvement District, the BID, like I said, it's commonly referred to. Holly, I'm especially happy to have you on the show because many times over the years, uh, a BID has come up in conversation on the program. And while I know a little bit about the role uh, of a business improvement district, we have you here today to help sort of demystify it all for my audience. So uh, what is a BID? And how does one get started? All right. Um, Well, thank you again for um, inviting me to join this group. I will preface all of my uh, statements to say that I joined our bid only a year ago, right before the world went topsy-turvy. So my long history I don't have, but my understanding has in a very short amount of time, got a full understanding of what a bid can do. So a business improvement district is really a conglomerate of 
property owners and renters or tenants or leases coming together, the funding is a tax levy placed upon those properties with the purpose of, I see it as joining in a larger voice to do what one business can't do alone, but together is this larger entity, we can do beautification projects for the entire commercial district. We can do cleaning, we can do events, we can do larger promotions. And again, it's just sort of leveraging the power of a, of a communal voice for the, the, um, the commercial district. It's not an option necessarily, you know, like you don't be, you don't renew your membership like a chamber would do, but in establishing a bid, there is a rather in-depth process working with whatever municipality you're in. So ours was developed in 1995. And at the time there had to been a vote and it went with the town of North Hempstead and it was an agreed upon structure and mission. And we then continue to carry that on all these years later. Um, Definitely, I think our role has morphed to meet the needs. Um, This year, especially, uh, we offered, we always offer grants for improvements, facades, signs, even just new tenants. But this year, we were also able to offer um, grants for repairs and returning back to normal after we were closed for so long and then we had to reopen. That was something else we were able to do is provide grants to our businesses. So is there any money that's, um, is there any money coming from the state in this? Is there any dollar match? No. All this money is generated by the tax that's levied against the local businesses? Well, let's just say, and and from what I'm understanding as I go through this, other bids, um, they're structured the same way, but they may find revenue in other sources. And for the so record, we, there are many other bids on Long Island. Yes, yes. So we do, um, I have applied for and received grants from other corporations to help fund programs. Um, we were also able to get a grant that was fulfilled after I started from the town of North Hempstead, their um, business improvement um, program, the BTDC. So there are other means of bringing in revenue, but the primary source is that tax levy. Now, um, in July of last year, we had Debbie Greco, the president of the Port Washington Chamber, on our program. Mm -hmm. Um, And the bid came up, as you might imagine, uh, in our conversations there. How do you coexist with the Chamber of Commerce? What's your relationship with them? Well, again, it was... The original founding um, principles were also members of the chamber. So again, in 95, they were already involved and very aware of how that organization worked. Um, We share an office space. It's actually wonderfully historic building on Sunset Park. So both the chamber and I have our shared space. We haven't physically shared the space so much in the last 12 months, but we do you know, in the future, we'll get back to that. Um, We have been working and collaborating on several projects. We brought an outdoor dining and shopping event last year and the chamber and the bid pretty much hand in hand, um, you know, promoted that, created it. We'll be bringing it back um, starting May 6th this year as well. We are also um, collaborating on an app 
that will be launched within the next couple of months. While it will fall under the chamber's umbrella, the bid is supporting it both in technology, in promotion, and then just, you know, my hours of involvement in design. Um, and it will be basically everything in Port Washington in your hand, in your phone, be able to search, get dates, events, specials, um, groups, all within one app. And is Port Washington incorporated the village? Well, the bid itself actually rolls through the unincorporated portion of the town of North Hempstead. So our main drag, Main Street and Port, Port Washington Boulevard. We also run through three villages, the village of Baxter Estates, the village of Port North and the village of Manor Haven. So it is a little bit of a wonky um, existence. I but love for your, that word. Wonky. Yeah, well, we're working on it. But, you know, for your regular person who just wants to shop, they don't say, oh, I've crossed the border. Now I'm in the unincorporated part. They're just shopping in Port Washington. So I think that's what we're trying to do is give them that umbrella um, exposure. But underneath, we're working the towns and the municipalities and all of the uh, parts and pieces. Good. We're going to come back to you a little bit later to talk some more. Uh, Linda, again, uh, it's my pleasure to have you on the show. Um, there are many, many people who have visited beautiful Shelter Island. However, I have run into many, many people who have never been to Shelter Island. Tell us about your special place there. Well, it is very interesting that there still are people who have never heard of Shelter Island, which is uh, kind of wild. I, I watched Channel 12 and every so often they have the ferry boat to Shelter Island. So you'd think that everyone would know about it. Oh, Shelter Island is, um, I, I mean, I've been here. My family's been here since the 20s. I moved out here in 1973, never left. It is a touch of New England right off the end of Long Island. It is, um, it is as quiet a space as you want it to be. But if you want to, it can be busy. There are things going on. Uh, right on the island, you've got mass transit that comes to the island and conversely can take you other places very, very easily. Um, it's just a, a, a wonderful touch of, I think, the way the world has been in the past where neighbors get to their fences not to keep each other away, but to stand there and talk. Um, it's just you don't have really, a lot of fences on Shelter Island. Yeah, it's true. It's uh, it's just it's a great place. I mean, I, I I could go on and on, and but I will save you that. What's the um, year-round population there? Well, let's see. Pre-COVID, our year-round <laughs> population was about three thousand people. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure of what happened, other than it truly exploded uh, as of last March, a year ago, March. Um, but I've been here, as I said, for a long time. And it one of the, the lovely side events of, of that pandemic was that where people would be either driving to go from one place to another, everybody was out walking and you would see families walking and couples walking and uh it it just it was a very relaxed kind of feel it was it was very interesting for sure i i did see that this summer this past summer um 
what does the population swell to in the summertime? So if you have three, maybe 3,500, right, right. year round, mm-hmm. what do you think it it swells to in, in the summertime? Right. Historically, it has gone to about 10,000 people. Um, and that's not counting the transients. There's more in transients. But there are a lot of summer homes here um, that uh, get filled up in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, and even though it does swell to 10,000, it's still, like you said, peaceful and quiet. And if you want to go make a ruckus, there are a couple of hot spots. Is it Sunset yeah. Beach? Is that the crazy spot there? Sunset Beach. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's the place uh, to go and see and be seen. Um, we closed last year. They did close. They did close last year. A couple of places closed and stayed closed. Um, but everybody who stayed open really tried to work within making people feel comfortable. And uh, um, But uh, there's also a place called Salt, sure. and they have music. Uh, they have an outdoor uh, bar. It's actually a big boat. Um, it's called Shipwreck. Uh, so there are places that have fun things going on in the summertime. Absolutely. But, yeah, we'll see what happens with sunset beach this year if they're going to be open or everybody's waiting to see what happens with yeah that's one of those uh, locations that's got super spreader written all over it (laughs) such a (laughs) jam-packed scene you know we've been there a few times it's it's crazy it is okay mary joy thank you for your patience uh port jefferson it's Mm -hmm. a classic long island village and a true destination location um Tell our listeners who have never been to your town everything that they need to know. Um, well, I guess first off, when you say I'm going down port, it means that you're somewhat local or you've been here before and you're going down into the village of Port Jefferson because it's kind of in a, a little bit of a valley um, going down in, toward the water. Um, uh, it is a, a large, small town. Um, you can, if you took, if you took your car there, found parking, um, or took the ferry over from Connecticut, um, it's uh, a walkable village within an hour and a half, and that's not stopping for your ice cream or you you decided to to go for brunch or dinner or whatnot. But um, it's um, it's small, but it offers it offers an awful lot. Um, have you have you spent much time in in Port Jefferson yourself? You bet. Did you, did you find parking the last time you were here? <laughs> That's it's always a challenge. I mean, we're I went to the websites for for our other two um, people, and um, certainly Port Washington. One of the first things you see is all about parking, um, and it's the challenge. We want to hide the problem and at the same time help people with the challenge of the problem. You know, I would say in the three years that we have done this program, the one common denominator that I see with our guests is parking issues. Yeah. But having said that, the communities really become victims of their own success. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're going to produce and engender a, a, a thriving community, um, you're going to have issues with parking. If sure. you want a quiet downtown when nobody's there, 
plenty of parking, but I've seen it with yeah. so many, whether it's Manhasset or Rockville Center or Sayville, the list is endless. And yeah. it's a tough, uh, it's quite a, a conundrum, you know, and people are trying to figure out, uh, I guess Shelter Island is the only one with plenty of space to park too. Yeah, we have some, we have some tight parking problems. You do. <laughs> we you do. do. Which is why Mishamik was trying to increase their parking lot when you were here last. <laughs> yeah. How do you pronounce the preserve? Mishamik. Mishamik. Yeah, very nice. Uh, getting Mary Joy, getting back to um, talking about the ferry. One of the things that concerned me, Coming back from Connecticut, and we've come back mm -hmm. many times, you get routed out and away from the town. Yes, you do. Um, your, I, was, I always see that as a problem. Is that problematic well, for you? It is, yeah. I mean, it, it, when, it, when it initially occurred, it's a DOT issue, and it's how to route trucks and, and just heavy vehicles moving through the village um, people want to get off that ferry and move on to their next destination, whether they're on their way home or they're, they're then took the short route and maybe they're going through towards the city or the South Shore or Fire Island, whatever that might be. And, you know, um, Main Street, you've got plenty of um, jaywalkers and whatnot, and it's it, it was a safety issue. So rerouting, um, people have to have an intent to, hey, I'm going to circle back around and park and do something in the village. So, um, I mean, we do provide, you know, maps and, and guides and, and whatnot on the ferry to hopefully get people to, to, to experience the village rather than leaving immediately. On the converse, when people are taking the ferry to go through to New England, um, they are either queued up waiting to take the ferry and then they have an additional hour or so before or a half hour before the ferry takes off they do go and explore the village hop into a shop or two grab a, a sandwich to go or whatever that might be and so we get them on before they go side so good so if you can't get them coming you'll get them going ah uh, we hope to we <laughs> hope to yeah all right Thank you. Uh, we'll take a quick break right now. Uh, but when we return, it's uh, time for Genie in a Bottle. And that's where we find out the three wishes our guests have for their business organization. This is 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. And you're listening to Chamber Chatter. This is Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been, been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the MapTunes Shoppers Discount app with over 2,500 discounts island-wide. Download the MapTunes app. That's MapTunes, M-A-P-T-O-O-N-S. Or you can simply visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. My three business leaders with me today are Mary Jo Pipe. She's the president of the Port Jefferson Chamber of Commerce, Linda Eklund, president of the Shelter Island Chamber, and Holly Byrne, executive director of the Greater Port Washington BID, or if you were listening earlier, Business Improvement District. All right, let's keep it rolling. We're going to play Genie in a Bottle and find out what three wishes you all have for your business group. Holly, I'm going to start with you. All right. So, 
Well, you got to okay. let me set this up here because I've got oh, some things to tell I'm you. I'm so excited. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, we had Port uh, Washington Chamber President Debbie Greco on last July. And here were her three wishes at that time. Number one, she was hoping that the October Restaurant Week would actually happen. Did it? Not in 2020, but it will in 21. But we did offer an outdoor dining experience for six Thursdays through the summer. So, somewhat. Somewhat. Her second wish, she was praying that the pandemic did not take out too many local businesses. How has Port Washington fared? You know, we I have about six to seven businesses waiting to open for various reasons, permitting, just getting it all lined up. Um, maybe one or two kind of went into hibernation, but just reopened a couple of weeks ago. And a couple did um, close, but I know of that, at least one, it wasn't a pandemic related. It just, they had to leave the, they moved. So I'm going to say net, we're all right. Okay. And her third wish, she really wanted the residents to embrace the concept of shopping local and supporting the Port Washington businesses. She mentioned two campaigns, Shop Port and Port Strong. Have the residents stepped up this past year? I would say absolutely. Um, and I am absolutely guilty of it, but we are all sort of short-term memory people. I think it was very high when things were very critical, but as we roll into a level of comfort and we're back to normal, I think it's going to be a good time to remind people, don't forget, we still need, I mean, it is a constant monthly, daily re, reinvigoration of our downtowns. Um, it's not just a one and done piece. Um, but we have had other campaigns in addition. We had a nonprofit group come together to raise money who then used that money and purchased, I believe it was almost $40,000 worth of gift certificates directly from all of the restaurants and food entities in town to give those gift certificates to families in need within our town. So it really took the dollars right into through the businesses, giving them, you know, cash flow immediately, and now it will sustain um, families through our, our food shelters. Wonderful. All right. So now how about your three wishes for the Port Washington bid? I'm guessing they differ from what Debbie had hoped for? Uh, yes and no. I think, you know, again, we're a couple months down the road, so we're looking bigger future maybe. And this is a big wish. How big is my genie to work with? But Six I would- nine. I'm looking at your background and you see all the flags, which we have something very similar, but we have so many telephone utility poles and wires that I find distracts from the beauty of our main street. So if there was a genie with big dollars, we would bury those lines and it would just make our quaint downtown stand out mm. physically in the, the beauty of that and just give it that cohesive look. That's Big dream, number one. Like um, I'd love to bring more events. I particularly like festivals and fairs. I would love to see a wintertime nightlight, um, you know, lighting design event happening, antique car show, different reasons to bring different types of people to town to explore and enjoy, and then also support our businesses. Um, wish number three is 
again, I'm, I'm wishing big here, but that all of our storefronts are open and filled, but with a diversity of, of offerings for something for our teenagers, something for younger people to engage and be a part of the community as what we're, as well as more for the seniors and for um, a variety of income and um, price points. Okay, those are great wishes. I, we're gonna check back on you next year. <laughs> Give me more than a year. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, I wanna paint a picture for you. Okay. Uh, let's say you're kayaking in Cockles Harbor, which is just across the water from your Rams Head Inn, correct? Correct. And a bottle comes floating by. You snatch it out of the water without toppling the kayak, of course. You open it up and a genie pops out, granting you three wishes for the Shelter Island Chamber. Talk to me. For the Shelter Island Chamber, uh, I guess the big one would be that uh, this pandemic was completely over and that everyone felt comfortable to be near one another, to uh, enter the stores, to um, go into the restaurants. Um, I think that would be the big one. Uh, people are still uh, certainly understandably apprehensive. Uh, I know I just spoke with someone today, our restaurants are still not sure what they can do, can't do, what things, I mean, they know what they can and can't do, but what's coming down the pike. Uh, events you can do, but the restrictions on them are extremely onerous. Um, so I think that would be my first wish is that the pandemic for everyone's sake was done and we could get back to doing what we have always enjoyed being able to do. Um, the second one, kind of tapping off of something that was mentioned earlier, is that the awareness that there is a place called Shelter Island, that it does exist. Um, when I look at maps, um, promotional maps, um, we have the beautiful North Fork and all of its towns and all of the vineyards, which is wonderful. And we have the South Fork. And then there's this blob right in between those two forks that sometimes will say shelter around on it and sometimes says nothing. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, my second big wish is that we could get the awareness that this is a community that has wonderful shops. It has spectacular restaurants, wonderful hotels. We have events that happen here. Um, and uh, it is a wonderful place to come and visit. Uh, it's a wonderful place to come and stay for a length of time. It's a wonderful place to rent a house and spend a month or eight or 10 or 12. Um, as for my third wish, so, I mean, I love the idea of burying all of the telephone poles because <laughs> they definitely are somewhat in the way. Um, I just, I guess... I'm having a struggle with that. I, I just hope that all of our businesses, and we did fare well this past summer, but there were some that truly struggled through. And, um, you know, uh, you were talking about uh, purchasing uh, from the restaurants and the gift certificates. We had a couple of young people come up with the Shelter Island Alliance 
And what they initially did was they purchased food from the restaurants and they donated it. They drove it to the different hospitals to make sure that the frontline workers had a nice breakfast or had a nice lunch or had a nice dinner. Um, and uh, they purchased the gift certificates to give to people who were in need. And, and that was just a wonderful thing to, to watch this community kind of jump to. Um, in our chamber, we have a, uh, an anonymous buddy system so that if there's somebody who can't afford to put an ad in our brochure, uh, another member will pay for that ad. Uh, so that everyone can get into it. And it remains anonymous. The person doesn't know who paid for it. Um, so I, I, I do hope that everybody gets to enjoy and uh, this coming summer, this coming season, and um, ends their, their struggle, because there are a handful that did end up struggling after last year. But I think they'll make it through. I think we'll be better, stronger, and smarter, and just... Everyone will be good. I was going to say, I, I'm sure you also would like to wish for another year like last year for you. You appeared to have a banner year. I We did. I'm, uh, we were just so incredibly fortunate that um, I have to say my older son came up with the idea of live streaming music when musicians had no places to play. And we had a great big room that was perfect for the musicians someone to live stream and my husband and I to sit in that room just to monitor the, the uh, uh, social media. Um, and then our staff, I mean, everybody, the guests were just wonderful in making sure they had their masks on. My staff, God bless them in that incredibly humid, hot weather, they were taking care of guests with their masks on and in the beginning, when gloves were required, they had gloves on. It just every menu was sanitized after every use. And I did take a little video of my maintenance man. Um, we had one of the sanitizing guns. And I think he either felt he was Rambo or some kind of superhero <laughs> as he would, after a guest would leave from the igloos or whatever, he'd go in there with his gun and he'd sanitize. And it just was um, last year... It was all about the guests. It was all about my staff. They are the ones that made that happen and made people feel so comfortable. They worked. They were very diligent, and uh, I owe everything to them. Yeah, it could have been a memorable year for all the wrong reasons, but you Thanks. had a good one. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, Mary Joy, um, imagine you're taking a stroll in Harbor Front Park. I've been there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Taking in the always uh, gorgeous vistas there around Port Jeff Harbor. And lying in the grass, you spot a magic lantern. You pick it up and immediately a genie pops out, granting you three wishes for the Port Jefferson Chamber. What are they? Well, if I, if I say what I want for our chamber, for our business group, um, that's a bit different-ish um, because, you know, the, the ultimate wish is world peace and that this pandemic is gone. Mm -hmm. But when I think just about our, uh, our, um, our chamber and what the chamber's um, fundamental needs are, um, it's about membership, retaining, providing for our membership, 
um, all the things that we um, th that are important to that to that member, and um, and and growing it, hopefully growing it. We we were able to believe it or not, be, not being able to to meet um, personally, and everything was done through Zoom for the past year. Um, we've gained new membership, which. I, I, honestly, every, you know, every couple of weeks, I'm like, what? We got another new member? How is that even possible? I mean, membership grows through word of mouth and through uh, contact and exchange of information and ideas. And um, doing that through Zoom, which was such a, an, an unusual thing a year ago, is just so commonplace now. Um, well, if I can just chime in, I think businesses really were lost last year and were looking for help because I've heard that from other chambers saying we actually grew our membership, but people yes. didn't know what to do. So in the past where they hadn't thought to reach out to the chamber this time right. around, they're saying, you know what, I'm going to join. I got to do something. Absolutely. And, and part of that was also because our reach out as a chamber, we, we, blurred the lines a little bit as to what membership meant and what that membership uh, as a member be benefit, what that gets you. We kind of changed the, the boundaries of that. So all of the, much of the information on, um, on how to help the business community went out to all of the business community everyone in the bid, regardless of whether you were a chamber member or not, whether you paid for membership, um, because the information is just far too important as a business community to hold it only to the chamber members. Um, so, I mean, as far as what I would wish for for my, for my chamber, um, uh, more even more connectivity between um, members and non-members, and try and win them over. Come on, join our side. Be be a volunteer. Um, and I think that um, with with your chamber membership, part of that there's a little caveat that says, and you must be a good volunteer because for any organization to work well, you need to have participation, not just a check. I'm a member. You need participation in all of that. So I would wish for more participation from every member. Um, yeah, I would. I would love to be overwhelmed with uh, with volunteerism. That would be that would be a really wonderful thing. Um, and of course, I want a parking garage or some place to put cars. So, yeah, that would do it for me. Okay. Now you mentioned a bid. Does Port Jefferson have a bid too? Absolutely. The business improvement district in Port Jefferson. It's a line item in the budget for the village of Port Jefferson, which is incorporated. Um, I truthfully don't know how long um, the bid has been has been a line item in the in their budget, um, but um, it's certainly been at least for the past thirty years. I know, um, but um, we work not as tightly as Linda as um, I apologize um, Holly does working in the same uh, business space as, the, as their chamber. But um, uh, we tried to do um, co-advertising. Um, we bounce things off one another. Um, not all of the, the bid uh, district certainly is 
also chamber members, um, but certainly anyone that's in the um, the boundaries of the village of Port Jefferson is part of the bid. So just by physicality, um, but um, it the our bid in our village has been able to do things because they have a budget, a, a nice size budget to do so. Um, whereas the chamber relies on certainly what our what our membership can bring. I'm glad you mentioned that. I would have missed that. So good to yeah. know. All right, we're not done yet. We've got a very popular segment coming up next. It's called Ask a Leader. That's where I let go of the mic and I stop asking the questions and I let each of our guests ask questions. It's Chamber Chatter and this is 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. This is Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. I'm Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps. Let me reintroduce my three guests with me today. We have Mary Joy Pipe, president of the Port Jefferson Chamber of Commerce, Linda Eklund, president of the Shelter Island Chamber of Commerce, and Holly Byrne. She's the executive director of the Greater Port Washington Business Improvement District. Okay, it's time to play Ask a Leader. And like I said, it's where I turn over the microphone and I let our guests ask the questions. Uh, so Mary Joy, I'll start with you. Mm -hmm. um, what would you like to ask the other two guests here with us today? Well, um, I had done a little bit of sleuthing on both of your sites <laughs> and, well, I was reading up. And they called I it creeping, see... by the way. <laughs> yes. Um, Holly. Um, I saw that you were part of Winterfest this past year. Um, can you educate me a little bit on that? Because we were also approached, we we looked into it a little bit, and we met with Diane Tucci. Diane Tucci. And um, it all, I don't see any negatives about it, um, and wonderful exposure. So how did it go for you? And what was your outlay? Was it, you don't say specific numbers, but um, is it doable as a yes. chamber to be involved? And we likely would involve our bid as well yes. to be. Yeah. And, and I think somebody did, and I'm drawing a blank on his name. So again, I worked with Diane Tucci, the organizer, and it was originally founded on the North Fork as a combination of music and wineries. And then in, an, in another one of these chamber bid um, Zoom calls early, maybe December, Diane mentioned she wanted to expand it across Long Island. And I put my hand right up and said, count us in. Let's, we'll be the Western branch. Um, the challenge this year was because this, the concept is founded in mu live music in a venue setting, we couldn't do it. But we were able to feature some of our outdoor um, walks, historical locations. Um, it was a reminder of, you know, take out, go to a couple pubs, take out. We did have um, some streaming music that people could use. I think it was a great dress rehearsal. 
I see really good things happening next year. And again, there's a person from Port Jeff, and I cannot remember his name, but he worked with Diane on Thursday night doing live stream music. That was Kevin Wood. That's the name. Yes. Yeah. Um, Who was wonderful. And so I'm loving the connections of sort of like our sibling cities across Mm -hmm. Long Island, um, bringing our unique piece. And I hope next year, each weekend, we could all go visit each other's offerings. Um, I think it's a great concept. I'm thrilled to do it again. I think for us, the opportunity to provide sort of an umbrella entrance fee, so our individual businesses didn't have to pay their own fee to participate, was a good solution for us. Um, And then I could recruit those that really aligned with the the feel of the event. Um, So I I think it's very doable and very good. And what is the concept of Winterfest? Um, Again, so I think it started 13 years ago, again, bringing live music to the vineyards in the off season. Was it called uh, vine on the wine on the vine. At yes. That time? Yes. Okay. Yes. So then it, it morphed. And I know as um, individually myself and my daughter and her friends, we did a couple weekends of Winterfest couple years ago and had a great time just bopping from winery to distillery to cidery, enjoying the live music in the wintertime. It was awesome. So I really think that feel can come back next year more to true to its its original source of checking into a pub and listening to live Irish music while having a pint of Guinness, you know, that whole combination. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then sharing that with our neighbors in Connecticut and in the city, um, you know, making it an overnight weekend event as well. Yeah. Linda, yeah. have you been approached about this? No, we have not. That uh, Winterfest, I mean, we have certainly looked at it, but um, having people come across the ferry, um, it it just, because it is so focused or has been so focused on the vineyards, uh, the breweries and so on. uh, Right now, Shelter Island doesn't, uh, we do have our own little brewery. We do have one. And we do have one uh, that just started uh, about three years ago. Um, But uh, it just, no, we have, we have thought about how we could get involved with it, but at the time so far, and of course last year was a bit of a skip, um, we haven't seen how we can fit into it. We do have that little thing called the ferry boats, which uh, kind of are a bit of a hurdle. Yeah. Uh, so Linda, what would you like to know from our guests today? Uh, I, I guess, you know, I was hearing, uh, Mary Jo, you talking about being able to increase your membership um, this past year. I've only been the president, actually, since January of our chamber, and I've only been on the chamber for one year prior to that, even though I've been in business on the island for about 45 years. Um, but we really tried to, especially with all of the... Um, things coming from the federal government and New York State, really trying to get information out to all of our businesses. We've tried to um, try very hard to get a lot of information out to them, but we have not been successful in getting 
a lot of the new businesses to join in because people have moved out to Shelter Island who lived in Brooklyn or in Manhattan and found out that they can live here and, and work remotely. Um, and we even have created uh, um, a mentor uh, setup where each board member has a number of the businesses that you stay in contact with. So if they have questions or any, anyway, I just, what did you do or what was it that you think may have assisted in getting more of the new businesses in particular to desire to become members? Um, well, I, I think that I kind of admitted that you know, every two week, two weeks go by and it's what another member, where'd that right. one come from? And it sometimes it's a little bit of a shock, but then the ones that are, are, um, somewhat direct, um, fallout from, a, a, a reach out is, um, we do, we have had, um, several fundraisers that we've been doing with our chamber, um, year after year. Um, one of which has been, um, our health and wellness fair. Um, which we, um, I think last year would have been our 11th year. Um, so we're now approaching, I don't know if you repeat that number or not, but this would be the 12th year if it were. Um, and um, we, for the health and wellness, we have three hospitals in our immediate area um, that are all chamber members. And, but we look for, for let's say health and wellness, we look for other aspects of that. And just because of, not just because, but with pandemic, it's opened up an awful lot of what does health and wellness mean? We open that up to it's, um, we're talking about emotional health an awful lot. So that opens up another avenue to membership, uh, people who would join our chamber, maybe it's in the, in mental health or um, spiritual health. Um, we've had, in this past year, we've had three of our local churches. That we, there are a lot of churches, right, in Port Jefferson, but three, three new members that, are, that were churches and looking for a reach out to, um, to community to, to spread their word as well um, for a membership. So depending upon what it is that we kind of have set, set our sights on, we're kind of opening up sort of the palette a little bit. Um, we have, hopefully it will happen this year, our um, Dragon Boat Race Festival that's in September. And this will be our seventh year. Um, we did not hold it last year. It's tremendous. If we can have large groups, if this can happen as an outdoor event, it's right on the harbor and whatnot. We're looking for membership now where it was sort of easy to get people to get and in, be involved. Now we're looking at other avenues, like what about people who are going to the gym or doing gym um, activity outside because of the pandemic? That might be an avenue to get more, um, um, more participation, people who want to put a, an entry of a boat into the Dragon Boat mm -hmm. Race Festival. Mm -hmm. So uh, through our events, that's kind of how we're reaching out, okay. I guess. Um, sorry, was that an Thank okay? You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, 
Holly, uh, the business improvement district is a defined area. So what if you have businesses in that defined area who don't want to participate? Well, I mean, it's, it, it's, again, it's the property that is the official member. It is the, um, the actual physical location. So, you know, number one main street is the, the member. Um, and within that building, you might have two or three or four businesses at that so, address. So you're not reaching to the business. You're looking to re- you reach the landlords. But but the reality is we do connect with the actual the tenants. But the tenant as a as a in an, in essence a renter, in most cases, um, it's just part of the package. You know. Okay. So how about you? Um, you're running the bid. You've got two chamber leaders with us. Any questions for them? And again, I guess I'm dreaming in the big side and. and Again, I, this is so much of this is so new to me, um, but I guess I would ask you guys because we I look at things um, again very physically. What does our main street look like? You know the storefronts, the flags. But ha- if you were to have a visitor come back to your towns in five or ten years, what would you want them to see that has improved? And they'd say, "Wow, this is so much different than when I was here." you know, five years ago? It's a good question. Mm, it is a good question. Who wants to tackle that one? I will. Go, Mary Joy. Um, <laughs> um, I, have, I have a business. I've been in business in, in the village. Um, it's a, um, a clothing store. And um, we're there 42 years. So I've seen the terrific terrific times, bad times, and then terrific again. And so it's been up and down, up and down many, many times. And um, I've always said that every summer, because primarily it's, it's, a, it's, we're all year round community. Um, my business is all year round, but it's the high season is the summer. And um, so it's, I kind of say that every summer has its own signature. And um the 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 type of people that are walking through our village and the, the the flavor of it what i would like to see improving and every year i always and it, and it changes every year um i want um i want more families less independent kids on bikes and skateboards and um uh, i want i want as you were saying um I think uh, I'd like to have something available for the younger set to do instead of carousing on Main Street. Um, that's what I would love to see an evolution of, um, where where kids have places to go and and things to do for them. Um, uh, I would just like improvement there as a business owner and also just as being in a community where you just, you want your sidewalks to, to look clean, be clean. And um, to, for the, the population not to be angry, you know. Now, Linda, I think your issue, uh, not an issue, but your situation is the exact opposite. Well, I see families. Right. We have, and that's, and it's a wonderful thing. And, and certainly, yeah. Uh, in the last couple of years, 
and, and boosted from this last summer, um, we have more families. We have, uh, uh, you know, where I sit looking out my window, as a matter of fact, uh, there's the end of a, of a beach, a point, and at four o'clock every day, they call it the dog party, but families gather with their dogs and they all just kind of run around and it's just such a wonderful sound of the kids, the dogs, the, the people, it's wonderful. But there is something, Shelter Island has um, a handful, if even that, of people who own business property on Shelter Island who have allowed those buildings to remain empty for years. And while they are somewhat maintained, um, for those of us in business, they, they are an eyesore. And uh, for whatever reason, whether they are demanding a rent that's just impossible or the building is in a condition that it's not rentable, but they don't want to give it up, um, you know, we have these buildings that could be there for someone if they wanted to have a business but can't and are just there. I think that if in fact we could have, our business district isn't a district. We have a little area called the Heights that has shops and restaurants and so on. Then we have the main town itself that has shops. It has uh, also where the school is, the library is, things like that. So we have uh, kind of businesses all over the place. We've got beaches that have businesses in front of them. Uh, if we could just have it where all of the business space was being utilized, uh, I think that would make our the business on Shelter, would make Shelter Island look that much better for people coming uh, and wanting to uh, enjoy going and buying something or walking around. You don't want to walk around and walk past a dilapidated uh, storefront. So I think the town is working on that, but that would be something that would definitely be uh, an improvement, something we need. So let me share something you might find interesting. My wife and I go out there, I don't know, five or six times a year. I've never noticed one of those buildings. Really? Oh, for all of us in business? They're eyesores. Like, oh, no. Right. I've never, <laughs> ever, I can't even think. How do you ever. like that? We always remark okay. how every building's filled, and it's it's very funny. All right. <laughs> now, that was a wonderful program. Special thanks to my three guests who joined me today, Mary Joy Pipe. She is the wonderful president of the Port Jefferson Chamber of Commerce. Linda Eklund, great to have you, president of the Shelter Island Chamber of Commerce. And Holly, I really appreciate you joining us. You're the executive director of the Port Washington Business Improvement District. You've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast. You can visit WCWP.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. And also on YouTube, search WCWP Studios. Chamber Chatter has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. Special thanks to my longtime friend, Dan Cox. He is the director of broadcasting here at WCWP. He's also been my producer throughout the pandemic. So special acknowledgement to him for making this uh, educational and informative, informative program possible. Uh, my name is Mark Snyder. Remember to always keep your local businesses 
in mind when making purchases or utilizing services. Yes, it's that important. Up next, another wonderful program. It's called Project Independence in You. Have a nice weekend. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit wcwp.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.